Well, how about this? Look at where we are now, Mr. Fred Wong. It is it is good to be here with you uh, here on the Blue Eye Devil podcast, streaming on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, and 403LC. We, Mr. Fred Wong and I, have been doing a little work together, so I have been asking him for the last little while if he would come and talk to me, because I think he is an absolutely fascinating person, and he's got some things to say to us. But before we do that, I'm just going to ask him, because some of the work he and I have been doing has to do with trying to tell stories efficiently, telling stories with, with, with making your point. I talk about the elevator pitch. And so Fred Wong is the founder and CEO of Shipping Hub up in Markham. And before we get to Fred, I just want to get to Shipping Hub. How long has Shipping Hub been around? Why should we care about Shipping Hub, Fred? Then we'll get to you. Is it my turn now? Well, it's you. It's you so all much. you, man. <laughs> well, thank you for the introduction, uh, David. And I'm uh, very privileged to be able to get interviewed by somebody with your uh, background. And, uh, oh, we're going to be long story. We don't have five hours. So, uh, <laughs> no, uh, I think uh, a short and concerted one will be... I believe we started the uh, freight management software back in 1984. A couple of years ago. So it's been a while. Yeah. <laughs> because uh, of the, uh, uh, no, the endurance that we have and in a certain way of being considered the elder in that industry. And I always believe that Canada is a tremendous foundation to create transportation management system because we have huge landmass and relatively small population when you're shipping something from Toronto to Vancouver you've got multiple choices and and all of those things that uh, get us to uh, really dive into it really deep about thinking how would logistics actually affect more than just small business and eventually the world this is more about making money for you then this is not just about making money well, actually, in my so-called attention grabber and quotation, I, uh, in a very young age, and probably a mistake on the business standpoint, I quite often thought that don't let the mighty daughter to cloud your vision and your judgment. And that's why we believe we are different, because if it's a major company, they have one of our components on a product suite that will focus on start making money and forget about the rest. Yes. So we basically building the uh, fastest sport car you ever seen, but it's still in the garage. Yeah, really I love that. I love, I love my Fred Wong, Fred Wong sound bites, which reminds me, you talk about vision, you talk about vision. And we've talked a little bit about the company Kodak and how Kodak dominated an industry for 75 years. And then in almost five, they were gone. They didn't exist anymore because they mm. didn't evolve. And I've said to you a bunch of times that those who don't evolve will perish. And I'm actually, whether you know it or not, quoting a bit of scripture or taking my own piece on scripture. The Hebrew scriptures in the book of Proverbs say that those who have no vision will perish. And that's something I know about you, Fred, is that you have lots of vision. You are almost someone I would call a futurist. You're somebody who can see the next step and the next step and the next step. And you want to help us get there. Is that right? That is totally true. You literally gave me goosebumps because we are at this stage exactly this kind of uh, why I feel so excited to get involved in the podcast is we really need to have the world to know about logistics. Uh, since we just gone through, uh, I digress a little bit, I'll come yeah. back. 
And this is something that probably uh, people should uh, uh, think a little bit about. I was doing a little bit project with uh, Ontario Ministry of uh, Agriculture quite a few years ago. Asked a very simple question. How much of the food that we consume from the supermarket are directly within our control? Guess what? Nobody, nobody can give an answer. The highest I ever got is 15%. Wow. So let's just don't spread, I'm not meaning to spread conspiracy theory. Just imagine during the height of the pandemic, they actually closed the border. Mm -hmm. How long do you think the supermarket shelf will be empty? Well, we, we almost day. saw it that for, yeah, that first week. That one first day, week, yeah. Toilet paper for granted, yeah. right? Yeah, you and I and didn't live that far happened. from each other at the time. The Walmart had no toilet paper that first week, I remember. Exactly. Yeah. It took one day, and that's the scary part, again, not to spread conspiracy theory, what's going to happen after that? Yes. When you cannot feed your family, yes. if you have C4 unrest. Well, this isn't just so, about making money then. Yeah, I think we need to start thinking about how do we have better control on our supply chain, particularly food source. Why can't a community, you are uh, uh, kind of familiar about the North American Grand Cornell, why can't this whole community have a direct purchasing with the egg farmers? Right. So the, the, the community buying during the pandemic being rampant, you know, but nobody actually thinking about how to make it happen. Logistics. Logistics. Right? This well, crazy world that we're in right now, even though you want to go help the people in Gaza, how are you going to bring the product in? Well, that's it, I, right? If we if we haven't if we haven't closed the gaps and take advantage of opportunities and you know cut the red tape. Um, and not and, and stop lining the pockets of everyone's pockets who are already fully lined. To be honest with you, well, that's very interesting. Uh, uh, actually, uh, uh, no, uh, I digress again. Uh, recently, a huge uh, uh, trucking company in the state that uh, shut down, big, big, big uh, uh, impact. And the complaint led to the what you just said, David. They were saying that the driver driving every day. But then the guy sitting at the office booking that freight make 30%. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And those things eventually, the business model saying it won't function forever. Something needs to be changed. Well, and this is it. You know, I was telling you a couple of weeks ago when we were working together about, uh, and I think it's not that you hadn't heard of him before, but Malcolm Gladwell is a favorite uh, author of mine. Mm -hmm. um, from my rights, I talked about his book, David and Goliath, in my own book, in my memoir, uh, Redemptive Throne. Um, but he talks about a concept called the tipping point. Um, and I think you know a little bit, a little bit about that concept, the tipping point. And uh, Webster's Dictionary defines it as a critical point in a situation, process, or system beyond which a significant and often unstoppable effect or change takes place. And I think what I when I hear you talk about shipping logistics and I hear you talking about shipping hub, that's what I hear is that we've reached a tipping point in this industry and some, something has to give. What is it that has to give and what are you going to change? Well, it's going to be uh, what we do consider ourselves a disruptive industry. And if I get a chance to uh, 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 meet the leadership of uh, the big boys, uh, the courier company, a really simple question to ask them. I, I asked that 20 odd years ago. Did you, do you, I don't think you pay an extra penny 
for the delivery driver, delivering a five pound package versus a 38 pound package. Yeah. As long as I can handle it. Yep. So as a shipper, why am I paying $15 more for that package? So it's going to change. It's going to change drastically because I've been uh, warning and pretty clear in the picture is already happening. What's going to happen when you mention about Kodak, all this big courier company, when they lose all the in-time delivery, mm-hmm. a warehouse from uh, Toronto, ship, uh, GTA shipping across Canada, 40% going to be in GTA. Somebody say six bucks, seven bucks, anywhere, GTA, one price. That'll and add up very compete. quickly for, for a corporation, for business, individual. You can't. You can't. With the, it's too yeah, much saving. Yeah. With the current hub and spoke operation, you cannot handle that. Right? Those are the disruption is no different than the Uber and all of those in that part of the industry about the taxi and, hey, you don't is, evolve, you die. Is, is it possible that Shipping Hub could be the Uber of this industry? Is that is that correct? Uh, that would be, uh, yeah, I would like to see that in a lifetime on some of the concept that we have uh, uh, we have thought about for the longest time that uh, really the developing countries, some of the unfortunate uh, human beings living on Earth right now, should not have to wait another 30 years before some of this concept being played to them. Thank you for that. I asked a very simple question. I actually befriended uh, 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 Royal Prince from Cameroon, they actually, more importantly, their family is a majority shareholder at one point of a coffee cooperative that more than 30,000 farmers. Yes, yes. I asked that question 12, 14 years ago. How do you manage 30,000 farmers with the automation? We know that they've been doing it for decades, right? And we all know what the end result is. The farmer get less. But how do you automate when there's no infrastructure, not even address? So that led us to believe some of the most important data never being collected, the rural farmers. This really should be a World Bank project. But all the senior politicians, business people really have <laughs> no disrespect, really little understanding how critical it is for logistics. To a point that almost every single major uh, a shipper, a big company, is still measuring shipping costs as a percentage of revenue. You're literally comparing apple and oranges, right? If the guy discount your lighting by 40%, what do you think the transport guy going to do to me? Give me a 40% discount, right? So it, it really, but because it only represents 3% of the revenue, very few of them actually see those are the opportunities. And then they created an atmosphere for 30 odd years in the business, seeing so many. I like to say that the operational and the transportation management area, notice we spread a high percentage are what we call traditional. Yes. You just do what they told 10 years ago. They don't read a magazine, don't go to a trade show. You can't knock on the door to see them, same old, same old for decades. Status quo. Yep. Status quo. Don't want to change. Don't want to evolve. And then you have a certain percentage, a small percentage, would go to IT and back and say, please do this for me. You know, it's crazy that we have to put the 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 cap key 16 times to go to another field. You ask once, you ask twice, you ask three times, you gave up asking. You literally left with a tiny percentage, but to be very honest, a few weeks ago I had a meeting with a senior 
VP operating multiple uh, warehouses, and we both agree we never met one. Is who could the operation people actually go to IT say, you need to do this for me in order for me to do my job properly. And if you don't, I will have to let everybody know about it. And Fred, I've been in the room with you when you've been uh, making this pitch. I've been in the room because we're working together on some projects. And I know, because I've heard you say this, this is an exact quote, that something that used to take eight hours to do now takes 10 minutes. And that's, that's, that, that is changing in so many ways from time management to time expense to financial expense to what can, what's possible. But the challenge is to let the word out, people won't believe you. They won't believe that, for instance, do a little sales pitch, which is not really a sales pitch. It's something has been our passion all along to create something we literally can put together the entire transportation patient management system for a big shipper, multiple LTL and courier set up in less than two hours. It's not sales pitch, it's a solution plan. But nobody can believe this when your competitor takes six months. No, right? it's, it's almost and that's why true. our concept is say we are totally ready to take this technology to go help on the so-called not-for-profit side, the world, the farmer that we talk about, to go and help them to create a logistic infrastructure for the rural farmers. Because if you look at it, there's a lot of statement on that way. We, few people will actually believe our food production actually outpaced population growth the last few decades. Yeah, that's a good story, right? Because we all know how to grow things faster, better, bigger. Yeah. On the other hand, there is study in certain areas of the world. 40% of the produce come out of the ground, never reach the dinner plate. Yeah. There's no way to get it around the world. Yeah. Logistics. Yeah, yeah. Right? We got friends, uh, same thing, Cameroon, and say, hey, Fred, don't even help us to market coffee into North America. We in Africa... South Africa is the largest economy. We cannot even trade with them, if you look at the map. Yeah, yeah. If you look at the map, the logistic infrastructure, to, uh, if you can improve, we keep thinking about consolidation. Western Africa, hundreds and hundreds of million people there. You look at the map, the Chinese manufacturer cheap goods could not get there. Okay. You still have to go around the cave. You still have to go through. Yeah. You can now. You can't go for land because no, right? Logistics. Logistics. Yeah. And now you got me all excited, pardon everybody. That's where passion come in because it makes sense. Africa is really talking about intra-Africa trade, particularly sub-Sahara, right? It makes total sense for me. If every single country considered themselves like a province in China, Yes. Truly trade everything. Yes. All the intellect, the people power, everything. You could create more than a billion consumer and become you know, the alternative of the factory of the world. And the possibilities no, are endless. Trade brings peace. Right? Yeah, no, I understand what you're saying. Go back and talk about China, right? I'm proud uh, Canadian, as you can see. So been here. I'll be 50 years in Canada next year, so it's going to be a big celebration. If you look at the logistic network, it's actually unintentional. Look at all the high speed and highway and everything they just built a lot, so many decades. But when I was in uh, the first ever Ch uh, China International Import Expo in 2018, 
it immediately realized that whatever we took part of maybe is not as uh, applicable in China because China, China have two very distinctive advantage in logistics. I don't think anybody talk about it that way. They're literally unintentional. Number one, you can never misspell a city name. <laughs> yeah. It's a character. Yeah. It's been around hundreds of years, if not thousands, right? That means in terms of automation, they are way ahead easier than any country using alphabet based. Yeah. How are you going to match a city named St. John Sherwood should do? Right? So, but that's Good, not goods complete. are moving cheap, they're moving well, they're moving, yeah, yeah. Right. The most significant is actually because of cultural or political reason, every small village already have a consolidation point. Either the village elder or the government official. So you create a trust system that anything go in there, people can come get it, right? On top of that, most important to me is you already created a channel okay. for things to get out. So one of our projects that we want to have the audience, please come on board, help us, is to establish a supply and trade hub in, you know, uh, uh, to literally can reduce the food cost of uh, rural and remote First Nation community in Northwestern Ontario by up to 40%. I don't think people will believe it. I think it sounds too good to be true. I think that's the hard thing about it. And I think that's the hardest part about the pitch is that it right. sounds too good to be true. <laughs> it is. But conceptually, why does it today, if I were meeting, for instance, if I were meeting a federal government official, I would simply ask, how many packages every day you think coming out of all the all of our agency to go to Winnipeg alone? I don't know. Hundreds, if not thousands, everyone go their own way, which is exactly the issue about uh, the uh, uh, remote and rural First Nation community in Northwest Ontario, particularly. Right. So we already talked to a major, major uh, bakery. They literally say, very uh, frank. Say we have no interest in serving 35,000 people without a lot law or Walmart. Yeah. We absolutely no interest in serving those people when they make our 30 community or more. Well, that's not serving human need, that's serving corporate. Right. Yeah. But you, you tell me to ship 10,000 loaf of bread to one place yeah. and you take care of it. Yeah. We end. Lives are changed. Hey, I got a quote for you. Listen to me for a sec. How's this? I am a man of strong convictions with the unstoppable, unstoppable desire to bring a smile to people's faces. I am smart, confident, and patriotic. My guiding principles of human decency, compassion, and joy of giving have no political, ethnic, or religious boundaries. Fairness and compromise will be core values for me to make life decisions. That's I heard that before. You... I think, yeah, I think you've probably heard it out of your own mouth before because I found that quote on the internet when you were running for office at one point and it inspired me, Fred. It did. And it makes me want to work with you. It's one of the main reasons I, I love working with you. Accidental politician, but I do actually brought that up. I do mention we in uh, in Canada that we really miss the patriotism. And, and that's one of my goals is to, and I'm doing my piece because. Uh, uh, my Canada Day celebration is outdoor party to capacity. Yeah, I've heard. And I'm pretty sure all the kids that grow up with this crazy Chinaman in this <laughs> will remember the joy of giving and the patriotism, the Canada flag, and why you do that.
Fred, I don't think anyone could spend any time with you and not appreciate your love of Canada. Uh, I, I mean that sincerely because you, uh, you, you literally wear it on your head. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do have some embarrassing uh, comment from friends and particular golf buddy. You say, Fred, I know you for 20 years. Every time we go golfing, like I'm going out with the tourists. <laughs> oh, come on now. Ah, no way. No, just a patriot. Just a patriot. Listen, I got some rapid fire questions for you, okay? So the way we do rapid fire here on Blue Eyed Devil Podcast, streaming on Spotify, Amazon, and 403LC, is I'm going to toss you out um, a couple of options. I might even give you a question, and it's the first thing that comes to your head, okay? First thing. Okay. Ready to go, rapid fire? Ready to go? Okay. So we're both from Markham, Duchess, or Jake's on Main? Duchess. Soccer or hockey? Soccer. Big time. Favorite food? Chinese. Messi or Ronaldo? Don't care. <laughs> Good answer. Eminem or Jay-Z? Don't care. <laughs> I'm too old for that. <laughs> I would say Mayor Frank Scarpetti or his next opponent, but I won't say it to you. <laughs> <laughs> so, sum up Shipping Hub and Fred Wong here for a second. Decisions are based on facts and people in the community, corporations, they have the data to change things around this shipping industry. They, they can, you can help them control the data, neutralize variables, use your 30 years. And you said elder, not elder, expert, expert, 30 years of expertise. And we can see process change. We can well, see change. I have to interject you. Sorry, David, about okay. the word. And uh, through my uh, career, met a lot of other programmers and everything. I quite often say, if you're going to design something, don't go ask the expert. Because mm -hmm. expert, the definition, you've been in the same area for a long, long time. That's where we have some issue with our government back 20 years ago, because they hired a, a manager from a transportation company thinking that they will understand everything about logistics. Yes. But they let you put you back 20 years because that's how they think. So you need the expert. It's like what we say is our product suite is actually years of continuous learning and years of dedicated development. Years of so continuous learning. Years continuous learning. The mind has to be open. Again, going back to the statement, not make that the mighty daughter to cloud your judgment, right? Give me the second part again. Years of continuous learning and years of dedicated development, right? Love it. I mean, love it. You know, love it. Love it. That's why the, the SWAT car is still in the garage, right? We are making it to be perfect, but sometimes we're getting into too much into the deep end. They say, hey, we have to let the people see this thing now. And so is it fair to say that this process change will not only equal to savings and efficiency, but it even might create social change? Oh, huge, huge. That is the dream. That is the uh, the thing. Can you imagine? How would a coffee farmer know that the yield is 20% less than somebody two kilometers away? Right? When I was driving, I called myself a self-proclaimed honorary Jamaican because I believe that Jamaica can be the supply and trade hub for the entire Caribbean. Yeah. Lots of people are actually not aware. Jamaica is the third largest English speaking country in the Western Hemisphere. Most people don't Up know that. Canada is Jamaica. Yeah. And if you are in the free ship, 
uh, container ship, you left the Panama Canal, you close your eye, you're going to hit Jamaica. Yep. So, and no, there is nobody know how to ship to the Caribbean. It's in a certain way, it's no different than our, uh, our First Nation community that, you know, nobody know how to be able to effectively ship to that. That's why uh, a carton of uh, uh, Minute Bay orange juice is going to cost fourteen ninety nine, right? Well, we may say nobody knows, but nobody knows yet because they're- But on the other hand, the dream about that, David, is I quite often thought Western Africa, Caribbean, if you can buy a hammer for three bucks, mm-hmm. you can make things. I could never have the Canada Day without dollar store. Mm-hmm. There is no dollar store in those poor countries we mentioned. No, there's not. Most of the reason, probably because of logistics, probably a business reason yeah. that, you know, Amazon, why would Amazon care about Caribbean? And, and, you know, we get that on a basic level right here in Canada, because most of us, most parents, you know, like we, we can't afford to throw a, bar, uh, a birthday party without Dollarama or, or the dollar store, exactly. right? Because it's, it's too expensive and to cheap, cheap goods make, make a difference to be able to do things like that. Right. And the consolidation, they'll be doing that. So, you know, those are a lot of those dreams that logistic can really expedite those better quality of life. Like, listen, when I would mention Jamaica, driving from Kingston up to Ocho Rio, and uh, every small town you stop by, there's six families selling the same thing. Yep, yep. Why can't it be one and the rest all go to work? And why would you own a tractor trailer, only use it once a week? So the only way I believe that the uh, rural farmer can prosper, you know, uh, doing better is really set up what we call a smart co-op anywhere in the world to share everything and somebody to have the knowledge to help them manage to get their produce to the market the quickest way. Well, Fred, on top of that, (laughs) sorry. No, no, don't don't worry. Go ahead. Something that we already thought about with the automation that we could bring in, particularly with the advanced, they're going to bypass all the that's all computer anyway, it's all going to be cell phone. We could literally create a product label to know exactly where things come from. So when you have a mad cow disease again, you only have to kill 100 cows, you don't have to kill 100,000. Like the coffee farmer, you would know that this one bag come from six farms. They probably won't fill up one when they mix them all together, right? So a lot of those become possibilities. If you start thinking, the logic, logistic infrastructure. Vision. What, yeah. what I opened with. It's that, uh, that, that line from the Hebrew scriptures in the, in the book of Proverbs, that those who have no vision will perish. And you know what I know, Fred? It's, you're going to have a long time before you perish because you're filled with vision. <laughs> okay, we're going to finish up. So uh, call to action. Uh, my, my, my listeners are all over the world, and they are of all different stripes and different fields. If you have a call to action for the people in the community that uh, I speak to on the Blue Eyed Devil podcast on Spotify and Amazon and all these places, what do you want them to do? What do you want them to hear? That's a very tough question. Like, for instance, if we are interested in setting up this surprise trail for the First Nation community, we understand that they've been oppressed for a long, long time. They have lost their trust in anybody. We need to be able to communicate effectively. It's not going to come from me. Somebody have to help be able to say, 
this is true. It's not somebody coming to want to take advantage of you anymore. Mm. There is a solution to help you. And I befriended the uh, 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 business development uh, manager for Thunder Bay. He's the one that got me hooked up in thinking about all this First Nation issue. It, it, it really could open up huge opportunity if you can have a channel to get things in and then get things out. Who wouldn't pay for fresh salmon that never been polluted, hmm. right? Hmm. When, when our government were contemplating about legaling uh, marijuana, I, I really kicked myself and not pushing that idea. It really should be the First Nation doing that. Mm. Let them grow it. What kind of product will afford the percentage of transportation costs, right? An industry that would make make money and money and money and money upon right. it. Right, that they don't need to be pending. Well, uh, sorry, you have to take a shot of our Ontario government. How the heck can you lose $16 million by selling pot mm. in the first year? Mm. <laughs> you and I anyway, know the truth to that. That also logistic involved. It is a logistics issue. Well, Mr. Fred Wong, it has been good to spend time with you. It is good to be in business with you. It is good to be your friend. Um, that's the truth. And uh, uh, I, uh, I have to tell, I have to, I'm going to tell my audience this for sure, because I think they got a taste of it. But walking alongside this man means you get to be inspired on a regular basis. So listen to what he's got to say. Maybe uh, have a look, see where you might get involved, because uh, I think social change is coming with logistics change. And I think Shipping Hub is about to do some big things. Thank you, Fred. It's good to be with well, you. Thank you, David, uh, for inviting me. And uh, uh, it's a great opportunity. I hope I get some words out there, get people thinking a little bit. And if you're interested, you can definitely reach out to David. He knows how to get a hold of me. And whoever want to listen more, uh, there is actually more idea related to logistics. It's almost like, like water. You can put it in a bottle. You can put it in a jug. It's like a new set of wheels. You can start rethinking. That's what we really want to have people to really start rethinking. You imagine. And on that Thank note, you, sir. And on that note, this has been the Blue Eyed Devil Podcast. Uh, be well on the journey.